Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, as always, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. And in this episode, we are talking about thinking for yourself, because if you do not think for yourself, trust me, someone else out there will do your thinking for you. This is prevalent in every area of life, every aspect of life. There's many people who've got an opinion on what you should be thinking and what you should be doing on how you should be feeling and what you should be passionate about and what you should be angry about and what you should care about. You're constantly getting bombarded with signaling and messages from all angles of media, social media, even from our friends and our family, but also from government, from big brand marketing, from all marketing. We are constantly being bombarded with messages to create a thought in us, to create a feeling in us, to manipulate us in order to behave and act, think and feel in accordance with that desired agenda. Is it sinister? Well, maybe not. Maybe it's just fucking cynical. But either way, it is cynical how we as a population with the growth of media and with the growth of you know television through news media, through the internet now, and now through social media channels where every single human being on earth has now got an opinion to share. We live in a place where it's hard to think for ourselves. It's hard to sit back and really evaluate what is it that I actually think about the situation? What is it that I feel about this situation? What is it I want for me? What do I want for my family? What do I want in terms of an experience of life? What do I want in terms of a house, a home, a lifestyle, a job, a business, financials? What is it that I want in terms of a watch, a handbag, in terms of television, in terms of what I want to watch, what I want to consume, what I don't want to watch, what I don't want to consume, what I want to read, what do I not want to read? I know it sounds crazy because I get it. You walk around life feeling like you're making choices, feeling like you're having your own thoughts. But the truth of the matter is we're just not. And this isn't an indictment on you personally. This is us as a, as a society, it's us as a people. This is me included. We get swept up. We get swept up in being told how to feel, how to want, what to be angry about. We get swept up in news feeds. We get swept up in the media channels. We get swept up in the government's agenda. And you know what? If we look at the world over the past months, if we look at the world this year alone, and nothing's changed really in terms of how this works. For me, it's just become even more transparent. If you sit back just for a moment, and instead of engaging with the constant messaging of how you're meant to think and what you're meant to think, and actually pause for a moment, and maybe you can't even find your own thoughts in that moment, but start to see how thoughts are being created in the population, feelings are being created in the population. This is nothing new. This has been going on for decades. It's been going on for centuries. People that have influence, people that have power, people that have your ear are able to also have your mind. And if they get your mind, they will also take control of your emotions. And if they take control of your emotions, they'll take control of your actions and your behaviours. And if your actions and behaviours align with their agenda, 
That is a win for them. That is success for them. This is how big brand marketing works. They realized this all the way back. I think it was the 1950s. Up until the 1950s, products were sold based on their merit. It was like, you want to have shoes? Here's some shoes. These shoes don't wear fast. These shoes will last you a long time. These shoes are easy to resole. You want a fridge? Here's a fridge. This fridge will keep your food cold. This fridge will make sure that your food is fresh. This fridge here is compact and it will fit in your kitchen. This fridge here is cheap. This is how products were sold up until I think it's like mid-1950s. And then suddenly they realized marketing-wise that people would buy an emotion. And actually what they realized is people were already buying an emotion, but they weren't tapping into those emotions. And suddenly it stopped becoming a fridge and it started to become a lifestyle. It stopped becoming a pair of shoes and it started to become a statement. It started to become a feeling that you were chasing. And then over the last 70 years, what we've found is that all marketing and all advertising and all media has slowly shifted to being all about emotion and nothing about substance. It's nothing about content. It's nothing about the causes. It's nothing about the product itself. It's all about how it's going to make you feel. Coke, enjoy Coke. They're giving you the instructions on the outside of the can. Enjoy Coke. They're not even letting you come up with your own thoughts on that. They're not even allowing you to decide whether you enjoy it or not. They're telling you to enjoy Coke. And then all the advertising, it doesn't say, here's a sugary drink with so many X hundred calories in it. They're not saying, here's a drink, it's cold, it comes out of the fridge, it tastes quite nice, but to be honest, if you drink too much of it, you're going to fuck yourself up. What do they sit there and say? Enjoy Coke. Coke is it. What the fuck is it? It is whatever it is to you. Coke is the main thing, the number one deal, the real fucking deal. And they bombard you with these messages over and over again. And the advertising shows young people, slim people, happy people, sexy people, playful people, the people you want to be, the people you aspire to be, the person maybe you once were in the past, the person who you want to hang out with, the groups you want to be part of. And they're selling you an aspiration of what Coke will do for you and how you'll feel if you drink Coke. You'll feel special. You'll feel young, vibrant, energetic, as opposed to telling you what the fuck the product actually is. This is every single product on earth. This is big brand marketing for you right now. And I've had it in for big brand marketing for some time. I'll be honest with you. If you see me at live events, I don't necessarily put it out there publicly like this, but I've had a little bit of a crack at big brand marketing for probably the last 10 years or more because the bottom line is really simple. Most of the products that are being sold, most of those big brands are shit. They are bad for you. They are unhealthy for you. They are causing you problems. They are costing you money. They, you're buying shit you don't need and you didn't want, but somehow you're still spending the money on it. Big brand marketing is all about manipulation. It's not about education. It's not about educating you on what products are available to you. It's not educating you on how a product is genuinely going to serve you. Now, think about how you sell your products. Think about when you go into a client. How do you sell your services? How do you sell your products as a small business owner? You go in there, you listen to the needs of your client. You listen to what they want out of life. You listen to what their pain is and what their struggle is. And then what you do is you take your product and you match your product to the outcomes that they want. And if you can't match your product to the outcomes they want, you don't get a sale. Unless you're a sleazy, dodgy salesperson that manipulates the fuck out of your market to try and get them to buy something that isn't fit for purpose, 
That is almost certainly how you do business because that's how small business is done. Face to face, look in each other's eyes and I say, this is the product and this is what I've got. And you say, here's my pain and this is what I need. And I show you how it will work. And do we tap on emotions? Of course we tap into emotions. How do you want to feel with this product? I want to feel happy. I want to feel free. I want to be whatever. What does that mean to you? How does that relate to you? And look, you know what? Here's what we can do about that. You're not manipulating people. You're not lying to people. You're not cheating people. If you are, you should fuck off out of business right now. The world doesn't need you. There's enough people like that. I'm willing to bet 100% if you're a small, ambitious business owner. This is why I work with small, ambitious business owners. You are absolutely in this for the right reasons. Yes, you've got your own desires, your own needs. Yes, you've got your own wants. Yes, you want to grow a business. Maybe you want a nice car, a nice house, and a nice lifestyle for yourself. But I'm willing to bet at the bottom line, when you look at your business, you look at what you do, you're trying to fucking help people. You're trying to serve people. You're trying to make people's lives better. You're trying to help them. Now, let's look at big fucking brands for a moment. Let's look at Coke. Is Coke trying to do anything in this world that's positive? Is Coke genuinely out there with its best intentions at heart for you? It's manipulating you. It's manipulating our primitive, our primitive selves that crave sugar. It's pumped full of sugar. It's pumped full of this. And they pump your mind full of toxic, poisonous, manipulative propaganda. And before you know it, we all want Coke. Does Coke taste nice? I would say, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Do I have the occasional Coke? Yes, I do. But the bottom line is really simple. I don't fucking kid myself that this Coke is somehow going to make me better looking. It's going to make me younger, more athletic. It's going to make me more popular. It's going to get me sex with the honey of my dreams. That's the whole implication of fucking big brand marketing. But do I drink it? Yeah. Does it taste nice? Yeah. Is it bad for me? Fucking yes, it's bad for me. I know that. But the bottom line is really simple. Does the mass population truly know that? Well, they do. Does it make any difference? No, it doesn't because they're under the spell of Coke. And it's not just Coke, but I'm saying Coke because it's the number one brand in the world. The most recognized brand on the planet, or certainly as it was. Pringles. Once you pop, you can't you know the answer. Stop. They're telling you what to do. You look at the side of a can of Pringles and it says, here's a serving size. And it shows you, I know, five or six Pringles is a serving, right? And it shows you what shit is in that serving of five or six Pringles. And you look at the back, serving, you know, okay, per serving, 100 whatever calories, whatever. Then you see it's six fucking Pringles. You've never eaten six Pringles in your life. And they know you don't eat six Pringles, and they don't want you eating six Pringles. Why? Because the fucking eating instructions are on the outside of the can and in every advert I've ever made, which is once you pop, you can't stop. You'll be addicted. You know what a serving suggestion is. You know what an actual serving of Pringles is. You take the silver foil off the top. You're sitting at home on your own. You have an intention of only having a few, and you know what a serving is. You don't stop until you see silver foil at the bottom. You hold the thing over your head, and you tap the bottom to get every last fucking crumb out of it. That's what you do. That's what they know you're going to do. And they even tell you to do it. You're in a coma. You're in a salt-induced, chemical-induced, media-induced, big brand marketing-induced coma. And before you know it, you've done exactly what they want you to do, which is overconsume a product that is full of shit, that is bad for your health, and fundamentally is part of the food chain that's killing you. Every year worldwide, 11 million, 11, get your head around this number, 11 million people die directly linked to junk food. Let that number sink in for a moment. 
Last year, the year before that, this year, next year, the year after that, bang, 11 million, bang, 11 million. And it's getting worse, of course. 11 million people dying directly attributed to junk food. What are we doing to stem these unnecessary deaths? Fucking nothing. Absolutely nothing. The food agencies out there, minor, minor involvement in making food safe to consume. The media advertising boards, minor, minor involvement to make sure that food is safe for you. We know that these boards aren't working. We know they're not doing anything. We know the rules and the government, the law around food products and that isn't working. Why? Because we have a massive obesity pandemic. We have a massive heart disease pandemic, a massive diabetes pandemic, a massive cancer associated with the junk food pandemic. What's happening? What's been done? Next to fucking nothing. Nothing. Not only are we not putting anything in place to protect people from this shit, they are actively allowed to bombard us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks of the fucking year, nonstop, through every media channel known to man. They're all over your favorite sports team. They're all over your favorite Formula One racing team. They're product placed in your favorite films, on your favorite TV shows. You cannot get away from it. They're selling toxic, poisonous shit to you, your family, society, your children, our children. They're killing us. They're killing the population. And they are actively allowed to go out there and market it and manipulate people into buying it. They're not advertising a burger by saying, here's some protein and here's some fat and here's some salt. And by the way, the salt content's through the fucking roof. The chemical content is through the fucking roof. And let's be honest, the protein content is pretty fucking low. The meat sourced is from terrible sources. The animals were treated inhumanely. It was packaged terribly, transported all over the world, causing all this damage to the world and served to you for a quid or a dollar or a euro. We don't get the true story. No one tells you, no one informs you, no one educates you from these big brands. All they're doing is manipulating you. It's cynical. McDonald's had that program, Super Size Me, where the guy pretty much nearly fucking killed himself by consuming nothing but McDonald's for an extended period of time. He had the liver of a chronic long-term alcoholic within a month, I think it was. He was struggling with his weight, He'd put on a huge amount of weight. He was unhealthy. He was pre-diabetic, I believe, at that point. Within such a short period of time. Now, of course, we're not meant to go out there and eat McDonald's, you know, three, four, five times a day. Of course, we're sensible and we know that. Of course, we know that. But fundamentally, we're not told that. The advert doesn't say, oh, by the way, you should consume McDonald's responsibly, like it does on alcohol. By putting that label on alcohol, somehow what? You're stopping alcoholism? Of course you're fucking not. You're going to consume it, and if you've got a problem with alcohol, you're going to consume the whole fucking bottle. The reason you don't overindulge in alcohol isn't because of that fucking label on the front that says consume responsibly. Am I being cynical in saying I don't think they care whether you consume it responsibly or not? They want to shift as much product as possible. I'm sure they're not deliberately going out there and targeting alcoholics, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get you and me to consume more of their product. And how they sell alcohol, it's all about an experience. They don't say to you, this thing tastes like X and will get you pissed. 
What they say, they say, right, this thing will make you feel a certain way. It will align you with a certain type of person. It will make you a certain type of person. It will give you an experience. It will make you feel a certain way. And it gets into your head like little worms that go into your brain. And the reason that a big brand has to bombard you day in, day out from 50 different angles is because bottom line, it only works when you're brainwashed. It only works when you're brainwashed. No one sees a can of Coke once and goes, okay, I fancy that, and then goes out and consumes Coke for the rest of their life. Coke has to put so much money into marketing its product in order to keep you and me and the world consuming it at incredible rates. It's the same with every other big brand product out there. Bombarding you day in, day out, hitting you. When you're reading a magazine, they know that if you're reading a certain magazine and you're a BMW buyer, guess what that advert is? It's in that magazine. Of course, it's how marketing works. It's how you market and how I market. Where are the eyeballs? Where are your customers and your clients? Put your product in front of your clients. But when they sell the car, they sit in there saying, here's a car that will get you from A to B. Here's a car that is really expensive. No, what they do is say, here's a car that's going to make you feel a certain way. Here's a car that's going to give you a certain experience. Here's a car that's going to give you a certain amount of credibility or status. Now, of course, these are desirable products. These are products that we desire. These aren't products we need. We might need a car, but we don't need a Mercedes, an Audi, a BMW, a Rolls Royce. So, of course, they have to sell them on the desire of that thing. And you know what? It's okay to buy things because we desire them. There's plenty of things in my life that I desire. The question and the challenge of this entire episode is this though, do you truly desire that product? Is that your thinking, your feeling, or is that a manipulation? Is that a worm that's been slowly burrowing away in your head because a big brand marketing team out there somewhere came up with a catchy slogan, or they came up with an ideology or an idea, a concept, a feeling a thought that they have smashed into your skull over the past year, decade, lifetime? Has it impregnated itself into society as a whole? The concept that a car makes you a better person, a better car makes you an even better person? Is that something that was your thinking? Is that something that society thinks as a whole? Because individually, we believe that to be true? Or is that because they've taken primitive evolutionary responses within us, the desire for status and recognition and aligned their product falsely to giving you that. And in a society, we take on that concept and then before you know it, we do see cars as a status symbol. And because of that, we now crave and desire these cars. Not all of us, but as a society, we do. The same with the food products, the same with anything big brand, in my opinion. Am I saying they're all evil? No. Most of them are just trying to do what business does. They're a massive brand, multi-billion pound, multi-billion dollar companies, and they have a massive machine to feed, and they have to get their products in front of their customers, and they have to create a desire for that customer to buy that product. If you like, they're doing exactly what they're meant to do. My question is really simple. I don't know how some of these fuckers sleep at night. I don't know when I come up with a campaign that manipulates children into desiring a product that is unhealthy for them to then go on and manipulate their parents 
so that their parents feel like they're bad parents for not buying this product and good parents for buying this product. And therefore, the child now consumes this product that is bad for them. The parent is giving the product that they know is bad for their child to their child because it's all one big, massive manipulation campaign to get you thinking a certain way, feeling a certain way. And this isn't just big brand marketing. Big brand marketing is just really obvious to see when you start to see it. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have the nice car, the nice things. I'll be honest with you, I've got a few of these things myself. But I do have to question myself sometimes. When I'm looking at free thinking, I'm looking at trying to determine who am I and what do I really want, I have to also reevaluate my own desires, my own values, my own thoughts and perceptions. I have to really go inside myself and start to see what's mine and what isn't mine. What's me and what isn't me. What's me that I like and what's become part of me that I want to reject? How am I being manipulated? Am I thinking for myself? Am I having my own feelings? Am I taking action based on my own true wants and needs? Or are these wants and needs that have been pummeled into me, brainwashed into me over decades, that have perpetrated themselves into societies as a whole, And then society as a whole starts to do the campaign work of the brand. But as I've just said, this isn't just about big brand marketing. The reason I lead with this and talk so heavily about this is, as I say, you can see it. Let's look at government propaganda. Let's look at government campaigns. Are they truly run on facts and educating people? They're not. What are they? They're about manipulating masses They're about influencing people through taking control of their thoughts and taking control of their feelings and hopefully, therefore, taking control of their actions and behaviours that they go down the polling office and they vote in the way that they are meant to vote. Big brand marketing weaseled its way into politics. Saatchi and Saatchi, heavily involved in Margaret Thatcher's campaigns, heavily involved in New Labour. Why? Because they realised it wasn't about educating people. It wasn't about making people smart around politics, allowing people to make their own choices, their own decisions. No, it was exactly the same as big brand marketing. It's about manipulating people's feelings, manipulating their thoughts, manipulating their actions in order to follow a prescribed agenda on behalf of those people perpetrating those campaigns. Elections the world over are no longer won by the best politician. They're no longer won by the party that has the best policy. They're no longer won by the individual that speaks the most sense or makes the most sense. They're won by the party that can manipulate the most people into thinking and feeling a certain way. That's why so much of election campaigns now, world over, are no longer about the facts and all about the feelings. They're all about the fear. They're all about the threat. Or they're all about the opportunity. Now you notice if you've been to any kind of marketing 101 boot camp, then you know this is how you sell a product. You identify the pain, you target the pain, and you try and remove the pain. So guess what? Politicians and governments, they go out there and they say, right, what are people upset about? What are people worried about? And then what they do, they go out and target their campaigns to those worries. Regardless of whether it makes political sense, regardless of whether they're actually even going to follow through on that policy, 
empty, hollow promises often follow to solve that pain. And guess what? More so. This is what happened in big brand marketing. And this is also what happens in big brand politics is that they give you the pain that you never had. So I once saw how halitosis wasn't a problem and that halitosis was created as a problem. What I mean by that is people had bad breath, but bad breath wasn't an issue. But the bad breath became an issue, was created as an issue so that they could sell a product to that issue. In other words, rather than going out and identifying a pain, they went out and created a pain that didn't exist and then sold a product to solve that pain. Look around you, not just big brands, look around you in politics the world over. Pains that don't exist, created, manufactured, through media, through marketing, through propaganda, to create a pain in people that they didn't know they had, a fear in people that they didn't have, to create a thought in people they didn't have, to create feelings in people that they didn't have, so they go and take actions they wouldn't have otherwise taken. It's no longer about education. It's no longer about what's right and wrong. It's about who can win your mind, who can win your feelings, and therefore who can win your actions. This is how the world is run today. And it's recent. This has not been around that long, and the whole planet is built upon it. It's no longer built upon right and wrong. It's no longer built upon truth or lies. It's no longer built upon facts. It's built upon feelings. Control the feelings. Control the fear. Control the people. Control the population. Control their behaviours. Get them to do what we want them to do, whether that's buy a shitty can of drink, eat a crappy burger that's bad for you, buy a car that's too expensive for you that you don't really need or want, or whether it's to vote in a particular way, or whether it's to point fingers as your fellow man for not conforming to something because a mass propaganda has gone out there from the highest levels to push an agenda to make man against man, woman against woman, child against child, pitch against themselves to hold themselves in control, to hold themselves in order, in order to follow a prescribed path that's been designated by someone or some entity that's in power in order to bring about an agenda and an outcome that is in alignment with them, regardless of whether it's fucking good for you. We can see it everywhere. Everywhere. And you know what? The first six months of this year, we've seen it more than ever. There's truths in there. There's lies in there. There's manipulation in there. There's marketing. There's media. It's all in there. You can see it through every single channel. And you know what? The world is not thinking for itself right now. The people are not thinking for themselves right now. They're thinking what they're told to think. They're saying what they're told to say. They're feeling what they're told to feel, what they're made to feel. And they're behaving in ways that they are meant to be behaving in order to get a prescribed outcome. Regardless of whether... It's for a good outcome or a sinister outcome. It's still fucking cynical. Regardless of whether your behavior has been deemed to be a positive thing for yourself and other people, or whether it's a blatant manipulation designed to better someone else's agenda, it's still fucking cynical. You're not 
meant to think for yourself. You're not meant to feel your own feelings. You're not meant to do from free will. You're meant to do what you're meant to do. You're meant to think what you're meant to think and you're meant to feel what you're meant to feel based on somebody else's agenda. Whether that's someone selling you a food product that's bad for your health, a product that you didn't even know you needed or wanted, manipulated into spending money you haven't got, getting credit card debt you can't afford. It's prevalent. It's running wild in you, the individual, and therefore us as a society. So how do we wake up from this coma? How do we break the spell? It's to pause for a moment before you get angry because you've seen something on the news, before you get riled because of something a politician said, before you go out and post something on social media, before you condemn someone, judge someone, before you think you're right and they're wrong, before you have any thought that you turn into an action, you pause for a moment. Is this me or is this from outside of me? Is this mine or is it something that was forced into me? And now it's here. Do I want to keep it or do I want to let it go? These are choices that we can start to make to start to create free will. And if every individual human being starts to exert their own free will, their own free thinking, their own free doing, we start to set ourselves free from the manipulators in this world that are controlling us, controlling us through our thoughts, feelings and our behaviours. Big brand marketing, big brand politics. Media, all these forces that are in place to take control fundamentally of you and your life, to benefit them, even if it's at the detriment of you. You don't have to exit the system. You don't have to no longer have the nice car and the nice watch. You don't longer have to have the nice handbag or the shoes or the trainers, but we see them for what they are. We see them for what they are and we buy the things that we want to buy. We choose. From all these things, we'll be manipulated into wanting. What's the thing that I really want? Do I really want it? Is it worth it to me, really? You don't have to give up all your worldly material assets. You don't have to opt out from watching TV or even reading the newspaper. You just need to wake up. We need to wake up. I need to wake up. Society, this country, every country, we just need to wake up. We need to think for ourselves. Pause for a moment and ask yourself, is this me or is this someone else? Is this my agenda or somebody else's agenda? Is this my desire or a desire that I was given? Is this my thought or thought that was pummeled into my brain through every channel known to man to get me to think a certain way, to do a certain thing? And then does it benefit me or does it harm me? Do I drink the can of sugary drink? Yes, I do. Do I believe it's there to help me, to give me a better quality of life? Fuck off. No, I don't. Do I like the odd can of it? Yes, I do. For me, it tastes pretty fucking good. Do I have the odd beer? Yes, I do. The odd bit of alcohol? Yes, I do. Do I smoke? No, I haven't. Never have. Do I desire nice things, nice cars? Well, certain things, yes, I do. Certain things, no, I don't. Do I feel that by me putting out this message here that I can no longer have a decent car, a decent home, a nice pair of shoes? I don't own any shoes. But if I were, no, it doesn't. This isn't saying you have to get out of the system. This isn't saying we have to bring the system down. This isn't saying we have to destroy these companies. I'm not even saying these companies are evil. I'm just saying it's cynical. It's cynical. And if we don't wake up from the spell, we just fall deeper and deeper 
under that spell, deeper and deeper into the coma. And I look at the world around me right now and I look at how people are reacting and responding to events. And I ask myself, do these people truly, genuinely, really think what they're thinking? Did they think this before they were told to think it? Are they really feeling the way that they choose to feel? Are they really feeling what they authentically feel? Or is it a feeling that's been pummeled into them? Fear, doubt, judgment, criticism. We all crave freedom. When we really come down to the bottom line, what we really want in this world, most people, when you break down all their values and their goals, their dreams, their ambitions and aspirations, what they really want is security and freedom. They want to feel safe and they want to have freedom, whatever that freedom is for them. For some people, it's a lot of money. For some people, it's freedom of choice, freedom of lifestyle. For some people, it's just having the things that they want. It's about not having to do without. For other people, it's the freedom to be themselves, the freedom to be accepted as themselves, and the security to feel safe in this world. And for me, we cannot be truly free. We'll never get that freedom that we're looking for until we wake up as individuals and therefore we wake up as a society to think for ourselves, feel for ourselves and do what we inherently know is the right thing for ourselves and everybody else. When we do that, then we are truly setting ourselves free. Thank you for listening. As you can tell, this is something I'm really passionate about. And for me, fundamentally, I'm here to help you, an individual, a human being, to create the life they want to create. But fundamentally, the reason for that is to create an experience of life that you want to have. And therefore, it's so important that we start to unpick these forces that are manipulating us, these influences that are getting in the way of us thinking for ourselves and taking the action that we need to take in order to create the best possible life for ourselves and for those people around us. If we do this as individuals, then we do this as a society, and that's how we can create real positive change, starting from the reflection of ourselves, looking into ourselves, analysing ourselves, creating ourselves, carving ourselves out of the raw material that we are today in order to create the version of ourselves that goes out and creates the best possible experience of life for us and everybody else around us. If you are a five-figure business currently doing maybe 20, 30, 40, 50,000, maybe even achieve 60 or 70,000, but for whatever reason you haven't yet hit 100K, then let me help you get your business onto the fast track. The six-figure fast track goes through the mindset you need to have in place to break 100K, takes you to the business model you need to have in place in order to break that 100K, and it also takes you through the day-to-day methodologies that you need to focus on and double down on, and the things you probably need to stop doing that are ultimately holding you and your business back. If you're serious about growing your business, regardless of what's going on in the economy right now, and you want to know what's it going to take to hit 100K in the next 12 months or even less, get yourself on the six-figure fast track. You can find that at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. And let's get you and your business onto your own fast track. I'll put that link in the description below as well as links to other content that you can go and consume that will help you on your own entrepreneurial journey. Think for yourself, do what's right for you. I will see you next time. And until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game.
when what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 